A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. And welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. That's true. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this here is a mini episode where we get to hear from you. We share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. Indeed. But please do remember, we are podcast hosts. We're not experts. And we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. That being said, we love to hear from you. And if you would like to reach us, you can leave us a voicemail or a text at 781-591-0390. Or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Follow us on Twitter at Forever35Pod, on Instagram at Forever35Podcast, and join the Forever35 Facebook group. The password over there is Serums. You can also sign up for our Forever35 newsletter at Forever35Podcast.com slash newsletter and shop all the products that we mention on the show at shopmy.us slash Forever35. And don't forget about our beautiful collaboration on merch with Balance Bound. 
Balancebound.co slash shop slash forever 35 holiday gifts galore. Kate, I just put the uh, stickers on my computer. Ooh, I need to do that. I haven't done that yet, but I would, I need to do that because I, I, I sticker up my iPad case quite aggressively. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I put, um, I put, we have, there's stickers that say this has been a journey. And a real a dory narrative. Line. Another dory line. Real dory you, line. <laughs> you come up with some great kind of like one-liners. <clears throat> You're like the cousin Joey of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one-liner. You're dory like the Shafir, cousin the cousin of Joey of this podcast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for our listeners who might not be familiar, cousin Joey is a character on the 80s and 90s sitcom Full House, played by Dave Coulier. <clears throat> also, I need to apologize because I have come down with a head cold and I am I'm a little like scratchy, throaty, phlegmy. Not COVID, 100% a head cold, which is annoying. It's fine. But it if is I'm annoying. <clears throat> I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm now feel- like. Yesterday. I was just going to say, if you feel like an actual coughing fit coming on, just mute yourself. I will. I will. And I just wanted to just flag it because I it literally I got on to record this podcast and all of a sudden it, the need to clear my throat became very <clears throat> pervasive in my chest. So just wanted to note mm. note that. And, you know, I did want to take a moment, Dory, before we get started, just to note what is happening in Iran. You know, mm-hmm. you and I are, are not <clears throat> experts on, I mean, you tell me, maybe you are, but on like the political history of Iran, nor am I an expert on what's going on necessarily with the protests that are happening now, other than knowing what I've read in the news, which I think many of us are aware, in which a young woman, Masa Amini, was m- killed by the what is called the morality piece, excuse me, morality police for um not properly wearing her hijab and covering her hair correctly. And there are massive protests going on in Iran. And I just wanted to include a couple links about it um, so that people can catch up or read about ways to help from, from what I've read and what I understand. And Dory, chime in or listeners, you please chime in, call me in on this. But it's my understanding that what the protesters on the ground there and this is a, a really a women-led protest, have requested is um, amplifying what's going on on social media. So that still seems to be the best way to support them. So I just wanted to flag that that is something that we are obviously aware of <clears throat> um, and following as individuals and, um, you know, support that movement. And also, you know, I think it's reflective of many movements that are going on across the globe. You know, in India, they're banning hijab and women there are fighting to wear it. We've got a lot of shit happening here in America that y'all are really aware of. So I just, uh, I just wanted to, you know, just wanted to flag it. Thank you for flagging. Um, I also, I also want to flag that as we are recording, um, Hurricane Ian is hitting Florida and we don't. When we are recording this, we don't know yet kind of like what sort of destruction it will be bringing, but it doesn't seem great. So I just want to send, you know, love and support to our friends and listeners 
um, who are affected by the hurricane. Thank you for noting that, Dory. And I think as, you know, like you said, we don't know yet at the time of this recording, but if uh, if that changes, we'll be sure to include links to ways to help in our show notes. Um, yeah. And, and again, it doesn't we look always, great. It doesn't. Um, no, it's really, it's pretty scary, actually. Um, yeah. And you just forget until you are made aware once again of the the power of mother nature and the ways in which uh, destruction can happen and is and possibly mm-hmm. amplified by climate change. So, mm-hmm. man. Hmm. Well, on that uplifting note, um, switching. We're gears. just going to kind of get right into it. I think we're gonna we're gonna switch gears in a major way right now. We are literally doing like a 360 U-turn in the middle of a one-way street, right? Like we are, <laughs> we're turning the car around and then driving over the curb. Well, we're doing a 180. If we did a 360, we would be back where we started. That's true. That's true. Let's 180. Let's 180. And I do just, oh, well, first I want to note, Kate, that several listeners told us about Caroline's episode of G Thanks, where yes. she talks about hotel collection. I Which had somehow I missed this. Think... It is okay. Sorry, it is episode eighty four, according to um, one of our listeners who sent us the actual episode. So, and so can I say something? This all clicks yes. in my brain because the place, the one place where I had experienced hotel collection before, actually, I can't. I think it was at Jackie Johnson's house, but maybe also at Caroline's house. Caroline has hotel collection, but I was at Jackie's house recording an episode of Natch Butte and she had hotel collection. And I remember being like, what is this? And she was like, oh yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. You know how Jackie's like, oh yeah, honey, everybody has mm-hmm. like, you got to know this. And and then, it, then mm-hmm. it all has come kind of like riling back with the reminder that Caroline, of course, because Caroline knows everything, has already talked about it. So people are on it. I got I haven't made oh, a purchase yeah. yet because I'm like overflowing in candles and smells, but let me tell you, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to. So thank you, everybody, for <laughs> Okay. Yes. Thank okay. you, everyone, for bringing that to our attention. Now, Kate, as you recall, you mentioned a couple weeks ago that your dog had eaten your retainer. How can I forget? And, and I dare say you felt some shame over this. It just felt so cliche, you know, like, of course, my puppy that is like out of control Uh, ate my retainer. Literally this morning, Lydia, my youngest daughter, came out of her room and was like, Mom, I found another piece of your retainer in my bedroom. Like (laughs) this retainer. First of all, it's not big. So the retainer, just chunks of it are all over my house. But yes, Dory, I did feel, I don't know, it was kind of embarrassing. Yeah, you were embarrassed. Maybe not shame, but you were you were embarrassed. And we got a lot of people writing in to say, don't be embarrassed. First of all, we heard from a dentist who said, who texted us to say, it is very, very common for dogs to eat retainers, Invisalign trays, even dentures. It is not weird or strange or unusual at all. What? Okay. I mean, can you, I'm just like picturing a dog with like somehow managing to like put dentures in their mouth. <laughs> well, I did get Penny, our our puppy. I did get her this ball that has a painted toothy smile on one side. So when it's in the dog's mouth, it looks like they're giving you like a big human grin. 
I, I'll I'll see if I can find a link to this in the show notes. It's very creepy. Oh and my I, god! Yeah, dogs with uh, the idea of a dog with big human teeth is hilarious. Hilarious. Okay, so that That's, makes me feel better. Thank you. Also, okay. thank you, dentist. Thank you, dentist. And then we heard from another listener who texted to say, when I got a night guard, my dentist actually asked if I have a dog and then warned, your dog will 100% try to chew it, even if you're confident you have the kind of dog who would never do such a thing. It's true. I have a rescued senior standard poodle who used to work in showbiz. Oh. I'd love to hear more. Um, so <laughs> yeah, he's well-trained and mellow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But even he loves sniffing around the nightstand in search of a spit-covered dental device. <laughs> okay, so is it because it's our, like, they are tasting it our body be. fluids? It I mean, not to be. get too gross, but, like, Lucy has definitely chewed up my underwear. TMI? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, this also makes me wonder, like dogs probably have chewed up sex toys well a hundred percent they dig through the trash for used tampons i mean listen this podcast is really going there today we are going there dogs are nasty (laughs) dogs are into some kinky stuff not that we're yucking dogs yums i don't want to yuck a dog's yum i don't want to yuck anyone's yum no certainly not dogs dogs no their yums need to be honored you want to eat that grass and eat that goose shit you go for it dogs that's your yum uh okay well this makes me feel better and and actually logically now this does make sense right like it's a a, it's like a hard plastic and it smells like my mouth of course my dog is gonna be like delicious yes wait (laughs) (laughs) this is this is the stuff i also just want to note I we have a we have a family and friends whose dogs was like a fired show business dog. She's the sweetest dog, Aww. and she basically got fired because she just she kept she just wanted to go be with the people. She just kept trying to go get pets, and so she like wouldn't always stay on her mark because she just wanted to go be petted. And she's oh my God, the sweetest I am, dog. I am imagining a cartoon about retired showbiz dogs who all live <gasps> together in like a retirement dog community. Like golden girls, but golden dogs? Yes. But they all like worked in showbiz. <laughs> okay. Now there could be a Hollywood producer listening to this idea right now. So if anyone Listen, wants to copyright develop. Copyright Forever 35. <laughs> do you want to develop golden dogs with Dory? <laughs> Me as like a consulting producer. I was going to say, Kate, you're in on this too. I would Don't love it. I just get out of this. Production. No, I just didn't want to take your credit. I want you to have full. <laughs> I mean, I would. That would be really funny, honestly. Okay, okay. We've we'll, got a we've we'll, got a we'll career workshop in show this. business. Yeah. Yep. Golden. Um, all right, Kate. Let's take a little break because we have some questions. When we come back, we have some talk about postpartum bodies, fashion. There's the whole smorgasbord. I love it. All right. Be right back. 
deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get into okay, it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. 
Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like, truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Okay. We're back. We got a text from a listener with a request. Kate, do you want to read this? Sure. The text reads, books to read while mom is actively dying. I've used romance before on this journey, but it's not engaging enough right at this moment. Ideally, a sprawling world build. Also, just paused this time tomorrow at like minute three, because although Modern Lovers was great three weeks ago, now is not the time for a grief book. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I can so relate because sometimes I'll be reading a book and it's like, and then the dead mom. And I'm like, no, I'm out. You know, I mean, I think we all have that about all different topics. Sometimes I'm into it, but other times, no way. I have that sometimes about um, like miscarriage or infertility. Mm. Like if the book opens with some like, like, you know, graphic description of a miscarriage or like some, I'm just like, you know what? I just, I'm just not in the headspace for this. Yeah. I think that's totally normal. I am sorry. I th- really feel like you're going to want to go into the fantasy space. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't read a ton of literary fiction. And so I don't know what might scratch the itch in the literary fiction space in terms of like a sprawling world build. Maybe like 
um, oh, what was that book that you loved? Was it by, oh, what's her name? Laura, Gra- is it Laura Graff? No. Oh, Lauren, Lauren Groff. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Dory, what was that book by Matrix. Lauren Groff? Yes. Matrix. Do you think that would, oh, would that Matrix. scratch the itch? Yes. Although there is a dead mom in that book. <laughs> okay. See, I mean, this is what's so hard is so many, so much like world building involves this kind of tragedy. Now, again, I have a question for you, Kate. What okay. I, now I have not read these books, so I am just suggesting these and I'm hoping you can tell me what about those Court of Thorn and Roses books? That so that's what I was going to say with the fantasy space. I do think because with fan- because there's a fantastical element, even when there is like death or a dead parent, it, be- it the it, it not being in the human world kind of takes you, I think, out of it a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. those have intense world building. I, I like Sarah J. Moss's books. I highly recommend them. I don't also know a lot about fantasy. I think there's so many other great fantasy authors to get into that I'm sure somebody else could recommend. Like N.K. Jemison is a fantasy yeah, writer. People, people love, love the- her books. Yes. Now, I just want to say that... The Ice Planet Barbarian series by Ruby Dixon. Here we now, go. Dory, Dory's Here nodding. We go. <laughs> but let me Here tell you, I know, I know, I know what you're going to say. I've talked about the Blue Alien books way too much on this podcast. In fact, maybe listeners have, have left us because of it. But <laughs> there is so much world building because it takes place in space. The books are like, you can digest them like a box of donuts. And while occasionally there is like, I'm a I'm human and my mom died on Earth, for the most part, you are dealing with like human and aliens figuring out how to get along and have sex with each other. And then also like some really fun world building on an ice planet that then this author, Ruby Dixon, expands to other parts of this universe. So if you just wanted something, you know, trigger warning with some of the books. Mm-hmm. There is some intense mm-hmm. stuff, but I don't know. I just, her work, this author's world building is fantastic. And I, this will not be the last time I talk about it, but I did just want to say, I think fantasy is the way to go. Um, I also, I wanted to put in a plug for the Rivers of London books, mm. which I've recommended on this podcast before, which um, people have described as like grown up Harry Potter Ooh. Set, in, set in contemporary, you know, present day London. Um, it is, there's fantasy. It's also they're also mystery kind of thrillery books. Um, and the uh, book one has some 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 stuff that it that does feel a little dated, but that that seems to have been fixed um, in subsequent mm-hmm. books. Um, but those are definitely very immersive. The other world building books that i also just want to recommend are the pole dark books if you're into oh, historical fiction those. i love those books and there's like 12 of them and they're what about, long <laughs> what about outlander didn't you also read outlander i did i i loved book one but there's also like a lot of tragedy it, and it, yeah there's a lot of tragedy there's like rape in those books there's Ugh. and as the books go on, I found them less and less enjoyable. Okay. I stopped reading them actually at book 
four or five because I just like, I was like, these feel like a slog. And I, I think I posted about this in Forever 35 book club and a lot of people agreed with me. They were like, yeah, these books just kind of fall off. Um, but book one is great. <laughs> um, you know, the other books that you could get into are the Game of Thrones books. Yeah, I've However, never read I them. have a warning. Book four is a slog. And <laughs> book four, okay. book four is okay. like famously a slog. Mm. And when you get to the end of book four, George R. R. Martin is like, so that was a slog. And I wrote it to um, write about like characters you don't care about. And we'll get back to the characters you care about in book five. And you're like, you know what? Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Books four and if I'm remembering this correctly, books four and five are contemporaneous. Like they take place at this at the same time. They're just about different characters. And book four is like, I don't care about these people. Why am I reading this? And it is just very long and very boring, in my opinion. But books one, two, and three are great. And book five is kind of a return to form. I mean, the other thing that I feel like you could dig into, and this is not to say that these kind of books don't deal with serious topics, like I would obviously screen screen them, but like middle grade and young adult books are great. Like there are some fantastic series in there that you could get into. Mm, um, my kids are obsessed plan. with like School for Good and Evil, Seekers. I mean, even graphic novels can be really wonderful. I just think there are there's a lot of stuff that could scratch the itch um, of a satisfying read that's also out outside of just like the traditional written book space. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'd love to hear what listeners suggest as well. And yeah, also, please, listener, please. Um, the. The Forever 35 Book Club Facebook group is a great place to ask these kinds of questions. Mm -hmm. I just want to put in a plug for that group because it's a great group so and good. people have a very wide range of literary tastes. So you can almost always find a recommendation for whatever genre you are interested in. Um, all right. Let us read this text. Sorry, no, this email. Um, we heard from a listener who was kind of despairing about her postpartum body and clothes and was just kind of bummed. Mm. Would you say that's an accurate characterization? Yeah, and kind of grappling with the, all the changes and what it means to kind of feel yeah. like you don't have that kind of bodily autonomy, frankly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so we heard from a listener who wrote, Hi, Kat and Dora. I just had a pause the pod moment and wanted to respond to the new mom who talked about getting her body back. It sounded like she's only two months postpartum. And as a mom with a baby who is 18 months, I would say, give yourself some time. Some moms, I guess, do bounce back after two months, but I think that expectation is unhealthy and unrealistic especially if you're nursing. It was helpful to think about the fact that the transformation took nine months. So why would the transformation back to the new normal be any quicker? Mentally, it took me close to a year to feel like myself again, especially because it took so long for my baby to sleep through the night. Physically, I got some cheap clothes, old navy tops and jeans for the in-between stage. And as Dory said, I'm building a more permanent wardrobe slowly to go with my new body slash life. Do what you have the capacity for now to get back to your new normal, like exercise or other healthy choices, but expect it to take time. Wishing you all the best. 
That's a great advice. I mean, it's, I think that is really good advice. It's so many things. And I think we, I think the focus is always on like my body changed. How do I get my, how do I change it back? Which that's a whole Mm -hmm. other, you know, that's a huge conversation about Mm -hmm. where that narrative is coming from and who's pushing it and the people making money off of post childbirth diet culture. Yep. All that shit. Right. Someone's trying to make a buck off of you. Just let's flag that. But, but also like, your body goes through, like I had a C-section with my first kid and like I could, it, it was like massive surgery, you know? And then the second kid, like I was having foot cramps for a year. Like there's just, your body does stuff that we don't even talk about after having yeah. childbirth. Diast, dias, what's it called? Diastis recti? Diastesis recti. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's basically where like your m- stomach muscles separate. Mm-hmm. So you, there's so much lack of control over these things, not to mention the fact that like, you know, your whole life has changed. So I think yeah. that gentle approach is the way to go. All right. Yes. Thank you, listener. Okay. Um, voicemail time? We have, yeah, we have a voicemail also sort of about clothes uh, uh, in response to a different um, listener who called in with some really great thoughts about fashion and fast fashion that I like made me kind of go on a little rant. Mm. <laughs> if you remember, Kate. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we heard from another listener about this. Forever 35. I had a pause the pod moment um, after the reader uh, called in about uh, questioning whether we need to have a perfect wardrobe and the ensuing conversation that you guys had. Uh, and I just am so grateful for that conversation and for that, uh, listener who called that in. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I have a lot to say on this and there's no way you're going to play this because also I'm like, should I just hang up and try this again? But anyways, I just wanted to say that Michael Pollan's quote about being a vegetarian or just like in general about eating um, really applies here. And his quote is, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. And if we could apply this here, it's just like wear clothes, buy some of them. Hopefully they feel good, right? Like clothes aren't an investment as much as anyone's going to tell you. You can spend $500 on a leather jacket and a year later it might not fit you. And it made you happy in that time and that's fine. Uh, and I just really appreciate you guys for subverting some of the narrative. Um, just wear whatever and try not to spend too much of it because you never know when your body may change or when your needs may change. And, uh, you know, yeah, I really, uh, <laughs> came to a halting finish here on this voicemail. Appreciate you guys. Keep it up. As always, take care. Hope the pants are comfortable. Bye. Okay. I just first want to say that I personally find Michael Pollan to be a problematic dude, but I like applying his most famous quote to close. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll let I'll let it happen here. I think this is good. This is it's also kind of this listener sounds like they're practicing non attachment a little bit. Yes, totally, totally. 
Um, and that was why that was, that was what I liked about this. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking about myself today, actually, in just this compulsive need I feel to always buy a slightly different variation of a thing that I already own that's perfectly fine. Do you know what I'm, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was, this specifically happened while I was buying uh, groceries at Whole Foods and I looked over at the water bottles and I was like, oh, I need like a 37 ounce water bottle with like a sippy mm-hmm. as opposed to the 32 ounce that I already have with a straw. Like, mm-hmm. and I think I do the same with clothes of like, well, I need another pair of white sneakers. This time I need it to be like Adidas with a three stripe, even though I already have these superga mm-hmm. white sneakers. Like, what what is that that feeling mm-hmm. of the constant collection mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. never being satisfied what is that just mm-hmm. capitalism and flowing through my blood yeah. i think it's, okay. i think it's just capitalism okay we've well, diagnosed I liked it it's capitalism thank you but great food for thought i know this is really helpful yeah um all right let's take a break and when we come back We've got some Lilith Fair memes. Oh, my God. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because, look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. We're back. We asked... Dory, no. You... Oh, I was, I'm sorry. When, when we edit this episode, can we just have it start by playing, I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Like, can we play some real Lilith Fair 90s mm, tunes? No, because we don't have the music rights. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully I didn't get us in trouble by singing it. <laughs> I think we're fine. Okay. Um, yeah. We asked. You all delivered. We have some great Lilith Fair memories. Just going to take a little walk down the Lilith Fair memory lane. Here we go. Hi, this is Shannon calling in from Denver. I am just calling with a Lilith Fair tale, as you requested. So when I was 13, I went to my very first concert with my mom, and we went to Lilith Fair. And when it was 1998, so when I walked in, the chicks were playing wide open spaces because we were a little bit late. So the concert had already started. Chicks were playing wide open spaces. I immediately burst into tears because I was so overwhelmed. And it was just a magical evening. I wore butterfly clips in my hair and my favorite butterfly tank top. And it was just a great moment in 1998. Love you guys. Mm. Fantasy. I'm imagining it. It brought me back. Yeah. I know. Yep. Yep. Um, Kate, do you want to read this next memory? (laughs) Hello. This is a text. Hello from an OG Lilith Fair attendee. It was my first concert. My parents took me and a friend for my 14th birthday in 1998 at the Rose Bowl. Related, I am now super, super gay. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, I, I also love that so many of us were taken by our parents. I know. How cute is that? Do you want to read this next one too? Of course I do. Okay. I got kicked in the mouth by a crowd surfer <laughs> during the Mighty Mighty Boston set at a warped tour in O2. And my friend got her first period at Lilith Fair. That is also, iconic. I mean, yeah, <laughs> menstruating at Lilith Fair, you need to be like lifted through the crowd. <sighs> also, LOL saw NSYNC and 98 Degrees at a jingle ball. Oh, jingle ball. Wow. I saw the Mighty Mighty Bostones open for Aerosmith at the Boston Garden in, I think, like 1993 or 1994. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a real okay. mighty, real Boston two for Tuesday right there. Mm-hmm. The only thing you need more is like dropkick Murphys and you'd really oh be. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, we have another uh, memory voicemail. We do. One more. Hi, Kate and Dory. This is Brooke from Balance Bound. I am just getting caught up on Wednesday's episode and 
this love with fair conversation, I just, I had to leave you a message because it's really just getting me in all the feels. Kate, 1200 Curfews by the Indigo Girls <sighs> is their one album that is like truly deeply a part of my soul. Um, Dar Williams, I can't believe you mentioned Dar Williams. She has a song that was basically the soundtrack to my 17 year old uh, relationship with my high school boy- boyfriend. And Fiona Apple and Sarah McLaughlin were the soundtrack to my 17-year-old heartbreak when he went away to college and dumped me. I was at the first Lilith Fair in Camden, New Jersey. I sat on the lawn all day with my friends, and it was really there that for the first time I was exposed to the most diverse group of badass women I had ever seen. And I really feel like that day truly changed me. And maybe contributed to the activist I strive to be today. And I'm pretty sure that I floated out of there that day. I also saw Indigo Girls, Annie DeFranco, Dar Williams, Cheryl Crow, Sarah McLaughlin, all on their own tours throughout high school and college. I even saw Tori Amos on her Little Earthquakes tour when I was 12 years old what? At a tiny little theater called the Keswick Theater outside of Philadelphia. And then again, when she performed at my college um, years later. But honestly, nothing will ever beat Tori Amos and a piano on a otherwise bare stage when I was 12 years old. My mom was pretty cool to take me to that. That music and those women, all of them, they were just such an important piece of my youth. So Thank you for the trip down memory lane. I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon, but just had to leave you this voicemail. Bye. Um, Your mom was so cool. Uh, 12 years old at Tori Amos with your mom? I have, I have like an intimate acoustic show. Oh, oh. wow. This brought that me back. That is a memory. Like I, for, her, her memories brought me back to hearing... Ani DeFranco's building, Buildings and Bridges for the first time on a mixtape when I was 16. Mm. And just, and that song, I mean, Out of Range, one of my favorite Ani albums. I mean, you just can't, you just can't beat it. You can't, like, and I don't know what there's an experience yeah. like for the teens now, but when you're just like a teen and you hear uh, feminist rock for the first time and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, it feels good. Maybe yeah. it's like what my kids felt when they first heard Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know. I mean, it's, I feel like so much more well, music is now, you know, ma- feminism is much more mainstream now. Or Taylor Swift. I mean, you know, her feminism has been, it's yes, come around. To a, 12, to a 12-year-old. Oh, to a 12-year-old. Yeah. I mean, even like my kids and the way they love Break My Soul by Beyonce. And I'm just like, yes. they, for whatever reason, this is... This is doing something for them. Anyway, great memory, Brooke. Amazing memory. Thank you for sharing. Also, we should note that is Brooke from our Balance Bound collab. Yes. We love She's Brooke. also a podcaster. Brooke's the best. All right. Brooke well, Dory, what a treat. What a treat. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. <laughs> <laughs>